Genesis 42, so I'll begin reading there. Genesis 42, beginning in verse 1. Now when Jacob saw there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, Why do ye look one upon another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get ye down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren. For he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. As the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came... <coughs> For the famine was in the land of Canaan, and Joseph was the governor over all the land, and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came down and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his, knew his brethren, but they knew not him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies to seek the nakedness of the land, ye are come. And they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. We are all one man's sons, we are true men, thy servants are no spies. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land are ye come. And they said, Thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. And Joseph said unto them, that, that is it that I spake unto you, saying, Ye are spies. Hereby ye shall be proved. By the life of Pharaoh ye shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Send one of you, and let him fetch your brother, and ye shall be kept in prison, that your words may be proved, whether there be any truth in you. Or else by the life of Pharaoh surely ye are spies. And he put them all together into war three days. And Joseph said to them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. If ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go, uh, go ye carry corn for the famine of your houses. Verse 20, But bring your youngest brother unto me, so shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so. And they said one to another, We are verily guilty concerning our brother, and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Spake I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and you would not hear. Therefore, behold, all his blood is required. And they knew not that Joseph understood them, for he spake unto them by an interpreter. And he turned himself about from them and wept. And turned to them again, and communed with them, and took from them Simeon, and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn, and to restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way. And thus did he unto them. And they laded their asses with the corn, and departed thence. And as one of them opened his sack to give his ass provender, in the end he espied his money, for behold, it was in the sack's mouth. Verse 28. And he said unto his brethren, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they were afraid, saying one to another, What is this that God hath done unto us? Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and grace. Lord, I'm so glad if we're saved, we can say, It is well with my soul. Lord, we can have peace that passes all understanding. Dear God, as we rest in Thee and lean in Thee and abide on Thee and cast all our cares upon Thee. Lord, we do pray if there's anybody here listening that's not saved, Lord, that they would come home. 
uh, dear God, and, and uh, Lord, get saved, or if somebody needs to get something right, God, again, work in that heart and life. Lord, again, we think of uh, those that have physical need tonight. We think of Sister uh, Karen. We think of Sister Barnett. We think of Sister uh, Meredith. We think of the Muxlows. Uh, dear God, we think of uh, Kate tonight, and uh, we'll be with her husband, uh, Don, and uh, Lord, just uh, others that are sick among us, Lord, please come by and touch these and help them physically, and perhaps others have needs tonight. Lord, I think of some that said they had some unspoken recently. Uh, dear Lord, we pray, ask you to move in on those unspoken requests. And uh, again, Lord, we thank you for watching over us another week. We thank you for, uh, Lord, that the church could be a blessing to the young people. And Lord, we do pray for our young people. Lord, at this age and stage they are in life, please work mighty in their lives that each one of them would be saved, that each one of them, Lord, would have a heart and desire towards you, we pray. So again, guide us through thy word in Jesus' name, amen. So we've been looking at the life of uh, Joseph recently, and uh, last week we saw that no matter what happened in Joseph's life, what did he do? He continued to do what? Anybody remember? Honor God. He honored God no matter uh, what happened. So uh, no matter what happens in your life, hey, God hasn't changed. <laughs> Amen. He's still God and he's still worthy to be honored. And we were reminded that God is omnipresent. And so he can work in two places at once. God can multitask. Amen. He can multitask on our behalf and he delights to do that. And then we saw how God speaks to us in different ways, right? We saw God speaks to, of course, as we mentioned, through his word. He speaks through his spirit. He speaks through uh, other believers. And then we saw in the life, of course, using Joseph as the example, that he speaks through or works through circumstances in our lives, right? We don't, we don't go simply by circumstances, right? But we, the Lord can use those as one of the means. So we say, well, uh, 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 the, the, the Word of God seems to be telling this, or the, the Spirit of God seems to be moving this way, or the counsel I get seems to lean this way, and it looks like uh, the circumstances are unfolding that way. So, you know, you look for those uh, uh, things that line up. You always look for those common denominators, if you will, right? Okay, I see this, 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 and and, uh, it, it, you know, God has a way of working us down. Like I mentioned about uh, uh, Paul, you know, he went to go over to Asia and the spirit stopped him. But if you see how God just uh, sort of funneled him down right to where he wanted him to be and what he wanted to do in his life. And God will do that in, in our life. You know, just get out there. Right. And then God knows how to adjust you. Amen. If you'll be sensitive and get you right to where you need to be. God does what is right as we saw, and he does it at the right time. So we saw what God's will, God's way, God's timing. And if we let all that, if we let all that line up, then everything's going to be all right. So as we continue to look here in uh, Joseph's life, now his brethren come back on the scene. We see again that, right, God is always working. God is a God on the move and he's always working uh, again to our ben benefit. So it is evident that he allows things to happen in our lives, right, uh, to get our attention as we find the Lord working in the lives of Joseph's brothers. So we've seen the Lord working in, in Joseph, and Joseph was doing right, right? And so, of course, Joseph was working in his life when he's doing right. But you know what? Even when we're doing wrong, the Lord still is working in our lives, trying to get us back to where we need to be. And so uh, God was working in Joseph's life as he was doing right, and then he was working in the brothers' lives to help them get right, amen, to get where uh, he wanted them to be. 
And so we see what happened here. And notice this question uh, that they ask on their way back home from, uh, from Egypt. And when they uh, open up their bags and see the money's still in there and they, they get all nervous and they, make, they ask this question, notice it at the end of verse 28, what is this that God hath done unto us? <laughs> you ever ask that question? <laughs> what in the world is God doing? What, I mean, what is God doing here? And so they ask that question, what is this that God has done unto us? Right? We believe that he's in control of what happens in our life as believers. And uh, sometimes we ask, like, hey, what's going on here? What, what, what's God trying to teach me here? Or why did God allow this to happen? And so they saw God's hand working somehow because even though they weren't right, somehow, you know, they, they got the blessing to get their money back, but it was sort of uh, confusing. And so they were asking, why is God allowing this to happen to us? What is God saying to us? And so we see what God's doing. Well, God, why did you do this? What are you trying to show me through this? Lord, what are you trying to teach me through this? What are you trying to work in my life through this as things happen? So uh, Joseph's uh, brothers were right, even though they probably weren't where they should be. They knew that God was uh, working. And so that's a, that's a good thing. If somebody's gotten off or messed up or sidetracked, that suddenly they recognize that once again, uh, 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 God's trying to get their attention. God let something sort of shocking happen in their life, right? Or uh, uh, to try and uh, get their attention. So God is trying to uh, get their uh, uh, attention. And remember, Joseph is a good type of uh, Christ as you look through this. So he would soon uh, take these brothers, right? Because, you know, God was trying to do something. He was trying to get them down to Egypt. Now he put Joseph down there as the leader, but here's the, remember this, for God's will to be done, not only did Joseph have to be in the will of God, not only did the one that was right with God have to be there in the will of God, but even those that weren't right with God had to get down there. Because what did God want to do? He, God, over that time period that he prophesied that he was going to build of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, he was going to build of them a great nation, and he chose to do that down in Egypt. So for that to happen, those that were right with God had to be there, and those that weren't right with God had to, amen, he had to work the circumstances to get them down there for his uh, will to uh, uh, be done. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's important to pray, to say, hey, uh, Lord, we got one here that's right with God, and then we got someone over here that, are right, that aren't right with God, and Lord, you have a will, so that means those that aren't right with God have to get lined up. And you got to remember when you can, you, you pray that way, you know, uh, uh, as people pray for their families, right? Or even, even in, in a marriage, right? You have, uh, uh, you know, the Bible shows that, you know, if one, maybe one spouse is right with God, the other one isn't right with God, you, you know what the will of God is. So you can pray for that. Well, God, for your will to be done, not only do I got to stay right with God, as 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 the husband or whatever the case is, but Lord, you're going to have to work on that other one and somehow work the circumstances out, Lord, because we know you have a will in this thing and praying in uh, uh, God's will. So again, remember God is working in the life of every person. Again, uh, those that are right and those that aren't right, God is still uh, trying to do something uh, in their life. And so you, you ask yourself, do you see God on the move in your life? I pray that you do and believe that you do. So you may see him at work or you may not see him at work, but he is working. Can't go uh, by feelings, but God 
is working. And we need to remember, no matter what is going on in our life, no matter what he allows to happen in our life, he's always doing it through grace. He's always doing it uh, through love. So whatever he's, whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing it, amen, he is doing it, to, again, to reveal his love and grace in your life. I like this verse, Jeremiah 31, 3. And of course, uh, he, he's talking about Israel here, but no doubt it could apply to his working in our life. It says this, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Look at this, Yea, have I loved thee with an everlasting love. Boy, isn't that just a, <laughs> just, I just love that statement. I've loved thee with an everlasting love. And that's, that's true. Because as we saw, and it was in Psalm 139 this morning, hey, uh, he, he knew you before there was a you. Amen. He already, he already uh, 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 loved you before you were born. And he had loved thee with an everlasting love. It says this, therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. With loving kindness, whatever he did, amen, whatever he did to get you that had to happen into your life, to bring you to a point that you'd be willing to accept him, it was worth it. It was worth it. You know, uh, I look at uh, circumstances uh, in my life and circumstances in my uh, 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 childhood and things. And, you know, of course, it wasn't always uh, uh, fun. But, you know, uh, I, I remember uh, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, um, well, <laughs> I don't think my, I don't know if my father ever said anything, but my mother did. You know, she'd say, well, you know, she'd want to apologize for things that happened when I was a kid. You know what I said? I said, Mommy, no, nothing to say. If that stuff had to happen into my life to where, amen, one day I would accept Jesus Christ, amen, I don't even want to think about it. You know, whatever God had to make happen in my life to break my will and show me my need, like we're going to see here, it was worth it, amen, to be saved and to know him. All he was, he, listen, with loving kindness, with loving kindness, the Bible says the goodness of God leadeth men to repent. Even though he might have had to bring something hard into your life, even though it took something difficult to break your will, whatever the case was, he was doing that through his love, love and through his uh, uh, kindness. So we must establish the fact firmly in our thinking. You know, sometimes uh, we, we, we feel like God's forsaken us or God's, uh, 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 for some reason, allowed us to be harmed. But we must not be blinded by that, that God is a good God and whatever he's doing, he's doing by love and grace. Why? Again, because the whole thing is to bring him, to bring us unto himself and to draw us close to him. Always remember, again, that God's intention is to bring you as close as he can uh, to you. Amen? Hey, listen, uh, I said, hey, Abraham don't have nothing on me. Well, I'm the friend of God too. But hey, uh, uh, you know, we, we think of John, right? When he, when he laid his head on the Lord's bosom, amen, he got to hear the heartbeat of God. That's how close I want to be to God, amen? I want to hear the heartbeat of God, amen? I want to hear his heart saying, I love you, Jeff, amen? I want to bless you, Jeff. Amen. I want to hear the heartbeat of God. Here's another. Here's a. Here's a, a, a another great verse in Exodus 19:4. He says this, talking about when he brought Israel out of Egypt. This is a great verse, Exodus 19:4. He says, "Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians." Right. 
And he says this, how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. That's just, a, that's just a wonderful thought. He said, what did I, he said, he said, he says, I destroyed that nation. Why? Boy, my whole intention, all I was just trying to do is get you out of there and get you close to me. He said he was, he, he showed his mighty power and it, it was not that he wanted to destroy them. Amen. But of course we know they hardened their hearts, but it's that he just wanted to get you close to him. And so when he allowed things in your life and, and you didn't understand at the time and maybe it seemed a little bit harsh or you didn't know, listen, all he's trying to do, amen, is just draw you a little bit closer to him and bring you, amen, unto himself. Boy, he said to the eagles in the word of God. I know Sister Pam studying dust. When you get with that, you can go to, you can go to, go to eagles, amen. But whatever God is doing in your life, he desires again to bring you unto himself. But one, way, one of the ways he has to do that is he has to bring you to the point where you realize your need for him. Where you realize your need for him. And of course, uh, Joseph already understood his need for the Lord and his need to stay close to the Lord, and that's what he did. But those brothers need to realize their need for God and their need to get right with God so that God could bring them down to Egypt and fulfill God's will for that family and for that nation. So in our story, we see God caused Joseph's brothers uh, to realize their need. Let's look at the first few verses again. I think verse 1 is so funny. Look at this. Now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, look at this, why do you look one upon another? That's like, you know, coming in that. Why are you guys just standing around? Hey, Reuben, when are you going to do something, man? My kids are starting, Reuben. Well, what about you, Simeon? Amen. <laughs> well, that's how we do, amen. Everybody's waiting around for somebody else to do something. Huh? He said, hey, listen, hey, man, y'all stop staring. Let's get out there and get something done. Amen. Well, that's what, I'm sorry. Uh, boy, uh, uh, we're guilty of that sometimes. Everybody's standing around waiting for somebody else to get something started. Amen. Just say, hey, just jump up and say, hey. You know, I, I always try to think, I call it uh, military thinking. If I, if I walk into a situation... Right. And somebody takes charge. Right. Like if I'm sitting with a group of people and somebody jumps up and says, hey, let's do this. Let's get this done. You know, like in the military, I say, all right, man, let's get it done. I'm going to follow you. Right. You took charge. I'm going to follow you. But if I walk into a situation and everybody's just sitting there, then I say, well, then I'll jump up and say, OK, hey, let's get this done. I don't care who's leading. Let's just get it done. And that's sort of what Jacob says to his son. Hey, you guys need to get down and get something done, man. We're getting hungry around here. The refrigerator's bare. And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live, not die. So we re they realized there was a need. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. And Benjamin, Joseph's brother Jacob, sent, sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. So they finally realized their need. They were standing around doing nothing. But uh, God allowed them to get shook up. And they said, hey, we got a need here. Let's see how we can get that need met. So he tells them they had to go to Egypt in order to buy bread. So the Lord has, think about this. The, all, all, think about all the things that God did to get them in the will of God so he could work. Now, we know they became a great nation, but right now they're just a family. God did all this to get one family in the will of God. Think about that. All that he did. He brought a great famine upon the earth. 
He brought a great famine upon the earth to get one family in the will of God. Isn't that amazing? He did that to get one family in the will of God. He brought that great famine. And then he allowed uh, one of the children of that family to go through great suffering so that somehow he could raise him up to be a great leader in that nation where he was going to make them a great nation. He did that to get one family in the will of God. And then again, he gave, he gave uh, Joseph uh, the wisdom and discernment that he needed, one, to interpret the dreams, and then two, how to, how to, how to, to, to build uh, 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 the, the granaries and all those things so they could save up over those uh, good seven years and prepare for the bad seven years. And then he, uh, he helped them to realize their need over there in Canaan and, and uh, brought them to Egypt. Amen. Uh, uh, and he and get and get all this done. But if you think about that, all that was done to get one family in the will of God, so he could turn around and at his timing make of them a great people. So don't think, hey, God's not willing to, to move and do great and mighty things on your behalf just to get you where he wants you so he can do great things uh, in your life if we'll be sensitive to him. So again, the Lord allowed this famine and raised up Joseph to store up food for the days of famine. The Lord was working in all this. The great need of Joseph's brothers, again, was to get right with God. And all these other things were just used. They were just tools. They were just tools in the hand of God. Now, can you imagine, you know, if they were watching, if there would have been TV back then and all the news talking about this great famine. So, oh, man, it's getting bad. And talking about, oh, it's, it's, getting, it's getting bad in uh, uh, Egypt. Everything's dried up. Amen. We're going to have to start wearing masks because of all the dust bowls and everything, right? All this going on. If there had been TV down and we're every sudden to watch TV, oh, man, this is terrible. This is bad wherever they're at, you know, and God's doing all this. Amen. Uh, to get one family in the will of God. We're watching our, you know, every night we watch TV, we say, oh, this is bad. That's bad. Hey, you, you know, the, the hand of God, the hand of God. I remember, I remember uh, uh, sitting in, in, in Germany, you know, uh, when all that started opening up and the Berlin Wall began to fall and all those things, the whole world sitting there looking, oh man, uh, look what's going over on. Look, finally that wall came down in Eastern Europe, uh, 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 in East Germany. Oh, finally, look, those Hungarians are coming in. Oh, now they're coming in from the other countries. Man, that thing is just falling like dominoes. And the whole world just sitting there saying, oh, wow, what's going on here? They didn't know what was going on. But you know what was God was doing? He was fulfilling the word of God. He had to open all that up. Right. So the, so all those Jews could get out of Russia. You know how many Jews so many Jews have come out of Russia. Right. Don't uh, when you watch the news over there, don't they have subtitles in Russian? <laughs> I think a lot of times they have subtitles in Russian because so many so many uh, uh, Jews came out of Russia. I remember a lot of those Jews when they were coming out of Russia, the last stop they would hit was when I lived in Varna, Bulgaria. They, they would land, they would fuel up one more time in Varna a lot of times before they fly. But I remember they'd bring the Jews in at night and they would lock down that town. There was military everywhere. There were razors across all the roads because they didn't want somebody coming up there trying to attack uh, uh, the Jews when they came in there. I'll never uh, 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 forget that. But that was just God. I mean, you know, the, the, the God had to bring those uh, Jews out of uh, 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 Russia all those countries over there, you know, we hear Kazakhstan and all those stands, right? All those stands over there. Well, you know, they're all Muslim. They're all Muslim. Think about that. That whole southern part there of Russia was Muslim. 
You know, everybody was prophesying God's going to do something with the Russians. I'm like, what, what, what do Russians have to do with anything? It's the Muslims that behead people. It's the Muslims that ride horses. You see, all those Muslims, amen? You got to remember, it's the Muslims that are anti-Christ, right? Right? Communists are anti-God, right? The Catholic Church is anti-spirit, and the Jews are, and the, the Muslims are anti-Christ, right? God works in Trinity, and all that stuff down there, all those Muslims, I'm getting sidetracked, but all those Muslims, amen, had to come in there so they could form up together at the end. And so all those Muslim countries, and boy, we're all just watching the news, like, man, that's amazing times we're living in. But God was just working all around the world, right, to get his people where they needed to be. Right. And so, listen, all this stuff, you say, why is this going on in my life? Why is that going on? Because God is trying to get the church to where it needs to be. <laughs> God is trying to get us to where we need to be. And you were saying, oh, what is this that God has done unto us? He's doing it to get us to where we need to be, just like he's trying to get them to where they need to be. God to bring it to pass. Listen, it is only when we realize we have a need because what they did, they did not move to action till they realized they had a need. And so God's got to bring a need in our lives sometimes, right? So that he can move us into action to get us to where he wants us to be. And so, uh, and sometimes to get that, uh, uh, to get us to where we need to be, you know what? We need to get something right. Sometimes, right? And that's what he needed to do for, for them to, for God to get them to where they needed to be. He needed them to realize their need, and then he needed them to confess some things in their life. And so the Lord has a special way of reminding us, amen, not only of our needs, but he also likes to remind us of our deeds, amen, uh, the things that we uh, shouldn't have been doing. And so he showed them their need, and then he reveals to them, reminds them of their deed, what they did against their brother so that they can get it right. So they went down there and Joseph was the administrator and uh, he was getting all the food out. And finally, uh, he sees his uh, brother. Verses six and seven, it says, And Joseph was the governor over all the land. And he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan uh, to buy food. And so uh, what, a, uh, what, what, a, what, a, what an amazing uh, thought this is. Uh, notice what it says uh, there in verse 7. Look at verse 7 again. And Joseph saw his brother, and he knew them. Think about that statement for a minute. He knew them. They'd gotten away from them. He hadn't seen them in years, but as soon as they showed up, and they, uh, uh, he recognized them. And boy, you, th you think of him as a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? And, and we get out and we mess up and we get away from God and he still knows us, amen? <laughs> he still knows us. Sometimes we forget him, but he never forgets us, amen? No, doesn't matter where we are in this world, we get out, we mess up, he looks down and he said, that's still my son, that's still my daughter. Now I got to help them realize their need. I got to help them confess their deed. Amen. But I want them to know I still recognize who they are. He never forgets you. The Bible says what? If we deny him, he'll deny us. Right? But if what? He, what's the rest of that verse say? We deny him, deny us, but it says what? He cannot what? He 
cannot deny himself. He never gives up on us. Now, God is allowing them to be accused of spies, and he's reminding them of their deeds. God knows what we've done and causes us to know, right, because we cannot have his blessing if we carry what? Unconfessed sin in our life. We got to get that thing right. Therefore, he reminds us of our deeds. He, he, he brings a situation, amen, to reveal our need. He brings a situation to remind us of our deed. Why? So we can get that thing right. And so we can get right and we can get back in his will and he can do continue to do things in our life because God wants us to return uh, to him. Verses 21 and 22. We'll finish up here in a minute. And they said one to another, we are verily guilty concerning our brother and that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us and we would not hear. Therefore, is this distress come upon us. And Reuben answered them saying, spake I not unto you, do not sin against the child and you would not hear. Therefore, behold, also this blood is required. And so boy, they, they acknowledge uh, what they did. And they say, God is holding us guilty for what we did. Hey, he's only doing that because he loves you and he wants you to get it right so he can get you right where you should be. So there's no escaping God. Amen. For he's everywhere. He was in Canaan land. He was in Egypt. There's no place to get away from God. Why? Because he wants us to return to him when we're not where we should be. Joseph's brother said, again, what is this that God has done unto us? Listen, this is what God did. He did what was necessary, amen, to get you right with him so that you could get, again, where you should be so he could do wonderful things in your life. Whatever it is, it is, again, it's always for our benefit and for his glory. So as we, we need to finish up here for the meeting, but think about this, whatever God does, be encouraged, be encouraged again, that when God works in our lives, he always does it in love. He always does it in grace and know that God's purpose again is always to draw us unto himself, to bring us closer to himself and that God causes us to realize our need. Amen. And so we will return to him and realize that God knows our deeds. Amen. And wants us to confess those things and get right with him. Amen. Because he loves us and recognize that there's no escaping God because he's always working. Amen. He listen, he doesn't let, he doesn't give up that easy. Psalm 119, 67 says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. When I went astray, I was afflicted, amen, but I got that thing right, amen, but now have I kept that word. Why? Because he showed me my need, he reminded me of my deed, and I got it right, amen. And so I was astray, but I came back, and now I'm doing the right thing. I'm right where he wants me, and now we can move forward together, and he can accomplish what he wants to accomplish in my life, just like he ends up doing, amen, with the children of Israel. Let's pray.